the format today is going to be pretty cool. Uh, John's going to talk a, bit, a little bit about what he's been up to. Uh, we're going to open it to questions for you guys. We're going to play six to ten classic Jerky Boys bits. Uh, you guys can ask questions about that, anything about the Jerky Boys, the weather, or anything else. Um, we're happy to have you guys all here today. We're going to have some fun. We'll do this for about an hour or so. Afterwards, John's going to sign some pictures, autographs if you want. Uh, don't hold back. Don't be shy. You can ask multiple questions. You can curse. You can say whatever the fuck you want. Because <laughs> that's the way the jerky boys are. So uh, let's welcome Johnny Brennan. Say hello to you guys. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Any uh, questions or ever, you know, um, that's what I was getting a lot with the podcast. People always had questions like behind the scenes stuff. That's what they wanted to know, like, you know, crazy shit, like little things, you know, that they may have over the years listened to. So, like, basically anything, you know, anything you guys want to ask or any questions or, you know. And Dwayne will come over with a microphone for you guys since we are recording this. Uh, it could be what John's currently up to, past stuff, and then once we get past that stuff, we'll get into the, uh, the classic Jerky Boys bit. So who wants to break the ice and answer the first question? All right, rock and roll. I got a perfect one. Right. Balloon rides, one of my, like... How did you call the place? Where was the place? It had to be Navi's. Navi's balloons. Yeah. You know, it's 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 crazy how over the years it's gotten so classic. You know, um, I was that's what we were originally thinking. Let you guys pick the ones that you guys like, but you know, we picked a few and uh, yeah. Know. And listen, but if you guys want to request some later on, we could do that too. Okay. How many? How many? You know, how many uh, fucking balloons would it take to float the little fucker around the room? You know, <laughs> get, you know get a little, get a little, you know, liquored up and we'll take a few whacks at the fuck myself. <laughs> you know, but it's how these unfolded over the years. It's pretty amazing. And how they're kind of timeless. You know, Seth MacFarlane, family guy, uh, you know, he, he's a huge fan since he's a kid. And he said the same thing. He's like, he says, I listen to it now and I listen to it 25 years ago, 30 years ago. He says, it's, it's, it's timeless. It's like it, it, it never gets old. It's like, and, and you know, it's, it's funny shit. You're in the studio getting ready to do Family Guy session, and, you know, you got a guy like that telling you that. You know, it's, it's funny today as it ever was. And it's things like that, like Nobby's balloons. People come up to me and just repeat, you know, you got safety gates, you got they, a, any lines, <laughs> any lines you could think of. Like, if you, the smallest little innuendo. And a lot of times I get people doing the other person in the call. You know, <laughs> a, you know, like... Uh, you like, for example, in the on, uh, with the Mexicans, you get these little fucking Mexicans up on the roof with the fucking hot mops, and and, and you know, after a while, he's kind of thinking, this is funny shit. This guy threw his wife off the roof, and and then all of a sudden, I I tell him, this is a fucking joke, buddy, and and you can hear in his voice, he goes like this, he goes, I'm giving him this spell a name. He says, give me your name, and he's getting serious, and then I say, Frank Rizzo, and he goes, spell it. You know, it's like all the fun and games is gone. Like, you know, now he's kind of like, because I got pissed at him. But it's stuff like that. Little things repeat. You know, people repeat the smallest little things to me. And, and it's funny shit that, you know, I got to go back and check it out, you know. But um, anything like that. Any questions like that or any? That was a good question. All right. Next up. Right here, Dwayne. News, yeah. No, that was no, that was an inside that was an inside job. That was a record label. Record label knew somebody who knew somebody. So and uh, there, there was some wacky shit going on there. But I said, yeah, I'll do it. And I got and you could see she was a very old woman, 
and she goes, well, you know, the way her voice was, she's like, well, well I'll fix him, you know, you know, you know it, it, but that one became a classic, you know, I, I'm tired of you, people tying me up to the boats and uh, waiting for high tide to come in, you know, and, and funny enough, they used a lot of the lines in, um, Tobey Maguire is a big fan, they used a lot of the lines from that, he did a movie actually where he did like a minute segment on ass neck, like what, what, like what, like what, what the hell is an ass neck, and he incorporated it into a movie. All about an ass neck and, and uh, like, you know, ass baskets and all this other shit I came up with. I don't even know, like, you know, how it flowed, like, came out, but it's that, it's the character. He, he, they just bleed that shit out, you know, like Saul. Like, people always ask, well, where did he come up with that? And it's, it's kind of like the shit, you know, I grew up hearing as a little kid, you know, like in my house. It, my house is a fucking nut house, you know, and uh, friends used to love to come over to my house just to, to hang out because it was so fucking crazy. My, my father was nuts. You know, Frank Rizzo is based on my father. You know, Saul Rosenberg is based on my mother, you know, and, and I tell people, you know, I w you know how you grow up as a kid and, you know, get ready for school and, uh, you know, most normal mothers are like, honey, hi, it's morning, let's go, time for school, you know, what would you like to eat? And my, my mother, all I ever heard, and I was able at five years old to say to myself, instead of getting upset by it, I thought it was fucking hilarious. She'd open the door and it'd be like the first thing she'd say, oh, oh, my fucking, oh, my back, and, and, and that's all you hear, or, or my, oh, my feet. My goddamn feet, and 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 I'm a five-year-old kid saying, "Jesus Christ, she's not even that old," and <laughs> and but I remember, I remember saying to myself, "That's that's funny shit." So I, I all you know all through that's how it all started. As a little kid, I just kind of soaked in all these different neighborhoods I lived in, you know, Greek characters, uh, you name it, and that's you know that's kind of like how it's come full circle. All right, next question, right there. The transvestite. Right. The, the cult sign-in, literally, with me, him, our friends in New Jersey, this is this has a cult following. Oh, every, it's huge. Every day, it's huge. we're signing on shit. Bring, the, see, bring see, the mailman yeah. over. <laughs> we'll sign <laughs> his face. I like it. He's like, you see that shit? I don't know why. I had a fucking flute next to me. <laughs> and, and, and I just blew, I just blew, I just blew the fucking flute. And, 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 and that's one of my favorite cuts. You know what? People tell me, like, yeah, like these Wall Street guys. And it's funny because I, I, everybody, like, you know, the corporate guys, they're like, they, they're like, dude, in the office, we can't even speak to each other without doing, and not just Rosine, but, you know, a line from this, a line from that. And they, they, that's how the office lingo is. And do you know that, that uh, the craziest thing is? Th that's, I've been hearing that for over 25 years. I've been hearing it for over 25 years. That, and to this day, it's as strong as it ever was. And, and, and like office lingo and people talking around the water cooler and whatnot. But no, that rose scene is great. And then the other one, synchronized swimming with the vibrator. <laughs> Funny thing is, no, a lot of people told me they had no idea that was a vibrator. Uh, they had no idea. Some people had other, like, I forget what I was, some people told me they thought it was something else. But I, I meant it to be like, you know, Rosine's trying to have a conversation on the phone. And, you know, her lover or whatever is hitting her with the vibrator. And she's trying to say, whoa, whoa, you know, I'm on the fucking phone, you know. But... <laughs> But, uh, you know, that's great. Rosine's a great character. Not, there's not a lot of Rosine, though. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be yeah, definitely, uh, you know, definitely a lot of new stuff with that character. Yeah, we got some, some good stuff coming down the pipeline, guys. It's going to be a good couple of years. Absolutely. No question about well, it. Right. Know, it's been a long time. It's been, it's, yeah. been, it's been 17, 18 years, actually, that I've actually done something brand new. You know, like I've had a few things in the can, not a lot. You know, but um, as far as something brand new, it's been a while. It's been a long time. You know, it's it's been a long time, but um, 
What's that? There's more coming from Rogaine. Oh, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. You see that there's, there's shit? More, there's and, more and I was, coming I was in general. Really, I was really, I was like, I was slapping my ass, like, and I'll never forget. I, when I'm doing that, it's about this high. Well, I lower. It's like a uh, uh, living room table. And the phone was there, and I was leaning out with my elbows. And the flute, like I said, and then I, I put my rear end by the phone, and I'm slapping my ass. And I was saying, you, you see that shit? You see that? I just slapped in my ass and shit. And, and, and the guy... That's like that's that, that's one of the all-time classics, man. But um, you know, it's, it, it, it's just it's it, when I, you know what the greatest thing is when people repeat that stuff back to me. That's what that's that's the best part about it, right? Uh, yeah, the lobsters. I don't eat that shit. I slapped it, that shit right off the table. You know? <laughs> yeah, come on in. You can look, and we got brown balloons. We got whatever you want. Come on in. That's <laughs> classic stuff. All right, next question. Uh, we'll go right here first. Got the red hat, Dwayne. I live in New York now, but I'm from the Philadelphia area, and uh, I think a lot of people here can probably uh, relate to is the fact that being just hysterical because it sounded like my dad talking to a friend, you right. know, and whether or not Frank Rizzo's mad or he's happy right. calm or whatever, he's still cursing up a storm, and I think that's was one of the main draws into Jerky Boys, then you get into all the other characters. Well, but that's what a lot of people said from day one, like back in the 70s and 80s and 90s. Everyone, they said that it reminds them of a family member, each of the characters. And the funny thing is, like I said, I tell people the longevity, the reason it's still so powerful today as it was when it first came out. I mean, let's face it, it was the first comedy record. I don't know about still, but for many, many years, it was the first comedy record to ever hit number one in Billboard magazine. That's pretty amazing when you think about it, when you consider who was out there. You know, you're talking about the biggest guys in the business, Richard Pryor, you know, you, all these guys. And Steve Martin. Now, I don't know if that still holds true, but I know that was the thing back then. So everyone has a story like that. Frank Rizzo sounds like their dad. Funny enough, too, somebody came up to me when I was in Philly and gave me a, a Frank Rizzo uh, uh, pin. Frank Rizzo was the mayor of Philadelphia. And the story has it, and I had no clue. I, I, I had no idea of that. I was doing Frank Rizzo for years before that person ever let me know there was a Frank Rizzo in Philly. And they said that he, uh, th he was nuts. He was at a cocktail party in a tuxedo, I guess this is the 60s, and uh, there was a riot that had broken out. He was the first guy in his, his uh, tuxedo going down busting heads. <laughs> so this guy, Frank Rizzo, he, it's for real, so. Yeah, Frank Rizzo, open your fucking ears, jackass. <laughs> you know, Frank, though, is very lovable. He's a, he's a tough guy. He's in your face. But p people always say to me, yeah, but there's something lovable. About you know, that guy's got something lovable about him. And, it, it, you know, so because he kind of he's in your face and then he backs off a little bit, you know. Yeah, a, a ton of heart. You know? yep. I think that's the, the allure. I, I appreciate of, of that. The jerky boys. Now we'll go uh, here. I'm, I'm from Philly. You sound just like Frank Rizzo. It's the thing as a mayor. or something? Yeah, Brett Weir is actually my brother-in-law. <laughs> and so, you know, back in the day, a lot of people came out and they were claiming, you know, you know I, I did that. I did the, those tapes that Howard Stern is playing. I did those tapes. That's me. And then once I, Howard, I remember years ago, it was in the 80s, mid-80s, and Howard's like, look, if anybody knows who this guy is, you gotta let me know. So, you know, we come out of the world. And that's when I said, I gotta do something about this, because that's me that they're playing on the radio. And um, so that's, that's what I did. I, I, you know, I came out of the woodwork, and all these people that were, they didn't have a clue is that I incorporated stuff that was only privy to me into the bits. 
So, like, who, in other words, how can this guy relate? Who is Brett Weir? If you ask these people, they have no clue, you know? And uh, so that's how it all went down. But that's going back a ways. Okay, right here. Um, so question, any kind of open question. Yep. Uh, if you don't mind me asking, what happened with uh, Kamal? Kamal, um, he's, he's actually doing documentaries and stuff. He's a talented. He writes, does films. He, right around in the mid to late 90s, like, he, Kamal kind of didn't, he kind of lost his, his he, he didn't want to, like, kind of do it anymore. But he wanted to pursue other avenues in the entertainment business. But, uh, I mean, you know, the Jerky Boys is, is a big thing. And I got all these characters. I can't, you can't just fold up shop. You know, so that's kind of, you know, Kamal went on to do his own stuff. What's that? Oh, thank you. I appreciate no, that. No, thank you guys for being here. Thank you guys. Right, next question right there. The uh, collaboration you did with uh, MTV, uh, Don't Hang Up, uh, Tough Guys, okay. probably probably my favorite thing you guys have ever done. You know what? Go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, I love seeing the actual reaction of people when, y you know, you're, you're, you're calling them. It's extremely hard to find. Uh, is there any chance of you doing something like that again or it being released on DVD? It's on the jerkyboys.com, the Jerky Boys website. Yeah, you go to the jerkyboys.com. But that was a great, uh, you know, if you look now, you see a lot of people doing that. Like, you know, uh, what's that thing, uh, the, uh, the what, what's his, um, Ashton Frank? Kutcher, Ashton Kutcher does? Oh, yeah, yeah, Punk. If, if you see, Punk, if you see that, my stuff, that was done many, many years before any of that. And it's the same thing, hidden cameras, you know, I'm speaking from remote locations, telling people what to do. You know, and if you see some of those things are great with, the, you know, the, 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 the supermarket, you know? Yeah, the supermarket. Doing pirouettes down aisle four. Yeah. Oh my God. The, the, remember the guy, the, 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 uh, the, the bald guy? Backpack. Oh we we got a guy in aisle five there. He's bald. He's going bald. <laughs> and, and, and he looks like he looks like he's trying to steal some beer. And, and after a while, the guy got so nervous because they followed him around the store. I couldn't see him. They were just telling me on a walkie-talkie, all right, now he's over here. And I would just go on the, the loudspeaker. And so I wasn't even able to see it. They would just describe him to me. And then the, the guy leans into somebody else, and it's on camera. He's going... You know, I, this is crazy. I think they're talking about me. He's, he's like, I, I'm in a blue suit. And I, I'm, I'm, he says, and, and, and I think he's trying to steal some chocolate juice. You know? <laughs> and then, so Mike DeRuki did all that announcement. <laughs> yeah. All right, do one here and then going right there. Speaking of the don't hang up tough guy, is there any other bits that you couldn't air or anything that stood out that wasn't on the actual uh, cassette that was stood out to you? Um, you mean on the, the, the regular? Regular well cuts. on the video that the don't hang up tough guy. No, there was there was a lot of stuff there, but that was all edited by MTV, yeah. you know. And I mean, there was a, some collaboration, like what's which bits I thought were the best, but there wasn't a lot. Pretty much whatever the Jerky Boys kind of lay down, it pretty much gets used, you know. It's not well, it's not like I have a lot of shit in the can, you know. You know, Joe. You know, one of the most interesting things you told me, and you guys may not know this, is that. None of the bits were ever edited. Nothing was set up, and it was all. Only I mean, you could talk more about that because it was it blew right. my mind when he told me. I'm a fan, by the way, too. The only the only time is when we finally took it from uh, a bootleg tape to the record the record labels. Obviously, for legal reasons, they they had to take out names, phone numbers, you know, a lot any dead space, mm -hmm. stuff like that. But as far as as far as editing the tapes, you know, that's the that's the only editing that was done. Names yeah. taken, you know, sh shit like that. Well, tell, you should tell them how you recorded it too, meaning that you, it was just like a boombox and. Yeah, it, it was. It was done. It, it was almost like a miracle. It was all done through the open air. It was a speakerphone, and and uh, uh, even way before that, my uncle had given me actually Kissel, my you know, <laughs> this is Kissel. He gave me a phone that he found in his compactor room in his building, and it was just a handset, but on the side it had like a volume button, 
So I used to take an, a pencil eraser, break it off, and tape it to that volume button. And I used to record calls way back that way. And that's, you know, Jesus Christ, that's way back. But then, I, then in the, in the uh, late 70s, 80s, I was doing it with like a, some crappy speakerphone and through the air. I wasn't, I wasn't doing it through wires or, you know, high-tech stuff. That's why a lot of the cuts you hear, they're hot. They're, and, and people actually grew to like that, that streets, that real hot, you know, like the stuff comes off a bit hot. Next question right here. Uh, big fan. Everything you touch is gold. But uh, what I was saying, how you said a lot of people can refer to uh, family members as your characters. Yes. We basically grew up with everybody saying a different character, which I thought was amazing. You know what I mean? So everybody be shooting off a different character our whole life, making life a lot easier, which is funny. But where I really wanted to get at was uh, as far as distributing the bootleg tapes. You know, I, I actually had one of the bootleg tapes, whether it was one of yours or not. I got taped from somebody. Right. Uh, and I got it through uh, Jersey City a long time ago, like 80 probably 84. I was probably five years old. My dad got it from somebody. It was passed around. But I was just interested to know how it just spread, like what made it viral, how to get out there. You know, Kamal, actually, to his credit, he has a lot to do with that. Because uh, me, when, when, when Kamal first heard the stuff, you know, way back when, like the auto mechanic and stuff like that, he was at, at our house, and he's rolling around the floor. And, and I, I thought he was being sarcastic. I'm like, you know, because I, I just did it for my brothers as a goof, you know, just did it for my, because I have a big family. Actually, Muffin Ass is over there somewhere, <laughs> you know. But um, so, so, and so I did it for my brothers because on the weekend we'd listen to the shit. So, you know, a bunch of us, you know. And, um, and so Kamal was listening to it one night when he was at the apartment or at the house, and he's on the floor, he's dying, and he's got tears coming out of his eyes. That's when I said, he's not fucking around. He's for real. And so he said, this is the funniest thing I ever heard. This is the funniest thing I ever heard. So he took it, Kamal, made a lot of copies, and he was, Kamal's a great bass player, bass guitar player. So he was in a lot of bands, and he got the tape out to fr mutual friends of ours, and that's when the tape just started bootlegging like crazy. And Kamal came back to me and said, look, you, you got something here, dude. This is, this is like wildfire now. And I was at a family reunion in, in 85 or 86, and they were telling me that up in, where they were going to college in Buffalo, Johnny, we're, we're sh we're, we know that's you. That's your, we can hear Brett Weir. We hear, and I said, wow. And that's when Howard Stern, around that time, a little bit later, came out and said, you know, I, I gotta, who, who is this guy, you know? Howard said it's the funniest thing he ever heard in his life. Oh, yeah, yeah, but it was Mark. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, I appreciate So that. I think we'll take a pause and we'll, we'll play a bit and we'll talk about that, take some other questions. So we'll do the first bit now. What happened? Oh boy. Fucking <laughs> mustard gas. <laughs> what do you say, Bill? <laughs> right, Mike? Oh yeah. Touch it in the back. No, no, remember the guy? No, don't touch anything. Don't touch anything. <laughs> Keep going. We'll go to a question right there. A lot of the stuff you do is actually kind of, it's really funny because I grew up since I was about five years old out in uh, Maspeth and Woodside and Astoria. Yeah. So I, I grew up around a lot of the people that, you know, you kind of make the voices yep. for. Um, and I also work for a music label, and I was talking to a coworker yesterday, just talking about the amount of albums that you guys sold. 
yeah. too, for what you did. I mean, you did a couple. I, I, there might have been gold and platinum albums. Oh, yeah, there's multiple And platinum. you guys thinking, you know, you, you weren't, you're not a band. You're no. just two guys. Well, that's why it's pretty wild. You know, climbing up the charts on Billboard is pretty yeah, amazing. That was really wild. Um, and what I also like about you is the wit, the kind of fast. Not everyone has that kind of gift of gab, that kind of, you know, you, know, it's, you it's can keep that going back and forth. I it's, it's, I think it's just because I go, I go into the character, and again, in my life, they're real characters, so I kind of, like, I'm in there, like, I'm, I'm I, I know it sounds a little, you know, weird, a little, but, you know, I'm in, I, like, I'm zoning in there, like, when, so, for example, in, in Sal's Chainsaw Shock, you know, when he, he falls off, he falls off the chair and he breaks his fucking leg, yeah. you know, in, in my mind, where people think that's hilarious, in my mind, you know, he broke his fucking leg. You know, and I'm like, you know, he's like, oh, no, I'm fine. I'm just sitting in the, the chair smoking cigarettes. And, and, and I'm just trying to envision my mom, and I, I stay in that character. And that's, that's pretty much how it's been so successful over the years. What about Juggy Gales? How did Juggy Gales come about? Because I actually know someone that, that has a connection to Juggy Gales yeah. and just randomly, like, connected. My girlfriend actually uh, worked for Johnny Gales' son, uh, Peter Resnick. And she was in the whole sleeping bag and like back in the days, like yeah. all the record labels and stuff. So it was kind of interesting to make that connection through Juggy Gales. That's another uh, inside job. He was a, he's, n he's no joke. He was one of the biggest guys ever in the recording business. Yeah. And that's why I mentioned, you know, Sinatra and, you know. Yeah. Don't you remember that time I bounced that fucking record off the side of your head? I, he's, I said, you were out for a week, you fuck. And he's like, yeah, yeah, Juggy. And he's like, you know, I, I just went back and forth with him. That's, no, that's a real classic. That's history and my last question is boris the cat Would do you, you remember boris the cat was that not you uh Probably called about he had a cat and uh his uh his cousins kind of uh shaved it up to look like uh like a lion they had the mane and the and the little tail at that the end that, that and the russian lady you called it was a very thick heavy russian accent uh, maybe it was a bootleg somehow it, I got it. it could be from way back like stuff i did with that phone i was telling you about and because that was done a long time ago and some stuff did escape and we never got it back. So some stuff I never, some stuff from the 70s, you know, I, I never got back. It, you know, it's one of those things that, because I didn't realize what I had. I didn't realize, you know, what was the potential. I just did it, like I said, as a goof. So some of the tapes and stuff I never paid attention to. It wasn't until the, I did the auto mechanic and stuff that that kind of slapped people upside the head only because it got out. Only, you know, if the other stuff would have got out, there was some great shit there too. You know, you talk. I'm sorry. Some of the language that you use, like gutter snipe, and some of the old. Yeah, like, right. I all those little terms. Like that, and those are actual words. Like that's yep. old language that's right. that people used. To some use of the words, like I used, that I made like famous again. I should say, like tough guy. Yeah. You know, you go back to the Three Stooges. Those are my those guys. I love those guys. People. My wife says to me, "How the fuck can you watch th those those guys?" And I said, "Are you kidding me? I could never ever get tired of watching you know uh, Mo holding a, a thing here and Curly looking behind him and Mo hitting him in his fucking head with a hammer." I said, "Shit like that makes that, that's the only thing that makes me laugh." I said, you know, or, or that's about it. Like, you know, as far as comedy, you know, people would say, oh, well, the Marx Brothers, that's a lot more, you know, cerebral. Like, a guy with a fucking horn and, uh, you know, you know, at, that doesn't talk. And uh, Yeah, the Marx Brothers, they had their audience. But the Stooges, to me, they were just so, they were classic, you know? That's, that's, I just love those guys. You know, you mentioned the record sales. You know, legitimately, they sold 10 million records. The New York Times said nobody was more bootlegged than the Jerky Boys. And it's rumored that 30 to 40 million records were bootlegged. Which is yep. unbelievable. Before I hit the scene. Before yeah, before I got out. Yeah. Isn't yeah. that crazy? All right, so now I think we're ready to play a, a classic bit. I hope so. One moment, please. Davey, may I help you? Yeah, let me speak to Brett Weir. What's up, Davey? Uh, who's calling? 
Is he in? Yeah, who's calling? Look, jerky, I don't need to talk to you. You don't need to talk to me? Get right where I said. <laughs> Hold on. You're upstairs repairing something. You want me to call you back? Well, this is a super across the way. Yeah. And uh, he was supposed to take care of some business for me, and I'm very angry at that little jerk. All right, now I'm going to break his fucking head. So what do you want me to do? Get in touch with you where? Uh, you, he knows what the fuck I'm talking about. And don't have me come down there for you either, tough guy. You tell him to see me. Super across the street? You got it, punk. Okay, I'll tell him. <laughs> now, I'll tell you something funny uh, with this call here. My father got Brett Weir that building. It's uh, uh, the Belgravia. It's 124 East 79th Street, and it's a beautiful building. And my father and his brothers, they were famous. They, New Yorker magazine did a huge article on my father and his brothers because they managed buildings on Fifth Avenue, Park Avenue, all over the city. So they had a lot of pullback in those days. So they got Brett Weir that building, and he, that doorman's name is Murray. And he's long gone. I don't even know if he's still alive, but he must have, I always thought about this, he must have thought that that was Mr. Brennan, you, meaning my dad, because that's how my dad would talk when he was pissed. That, and that's why, again, it gets back to the characters and why they work, because that's exactly what my father sounds like when he's fucking pissed off. You know, he, he knows what the fuck I'm talking about. And, 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 I, I, and Murray, my, my father got half those guys their jobs, so they, that's why Murray was probably kind of just... You know, oh, you don't need, at first he was like, you don't need to talk to me. You know? mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, funny stuff. But that's the, that's the classic Brett Weir cut. So any questions about that particular bit back there? Not about that one, but you remember about 10 years ago on the Jerky Boys website, they had Jerky Boys Battleship? Remember yes. Bring that back? Yes. I had a lot of drunk nights trying to play that. Uh, yeah, I, that, I back th that was a New England company that, that did that too. Oh, okay. Ago. Yeah, it was fun. I but it. a lot of people like playing it. They yeah. I got a lot of great responses on that. You could play with Jack. You could play with, uh, I think, Pico, Jack. Uh, you could play with Frank. I think, you know, a lot of the characters. I even think I had Big Old Badass Bob in that. In that. <laughs> you know, that's one of my favorites. All right, so we'll go to another bit. Do another bit. Hello? Hello? Yes? Yes, I bought glasses there. My name is Saul Rosenberg. Yes? And my eyes are going crazy. Okay, well, let me pull your record card. Hold on, please. Okay, thank you. Yes, I did. And do you wear glasses? No, where did you buy them? Uh, at your place, then. What address did you go to? It's, it's the one right in the city there. I don't quite remember. Well, there's a lot in the city, and sometimes people get confused. I don't have a record card on you. How long ago did you buy it here? About four days, and my eyes is going crazy. And Mr. Rosenberg, I don't believe you bought it at this office because I'm the only one here. I don't wear glasses, and if it was four days ago, I, um, uh, I would have remembered you. And I don't, and I don't have a record card on you. Did you go to the Empire I, State Building? I, I, went, I went to the Empire State Building, and I can't see so well, good. So you went to see Dr. King? Yeah, but he's an asshole. I couldn't see so good from the Empire State Building. Well, would you like to make an appointment to come in and see us? I went to the observatory because of these glasses. I can't see, goddammit. Okay, would you like to come in and see us? Sure. Okay. We're at 30 East 60th Street. 3578th Street. Okay. No, no, no. We're at 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30,
60th Street. All right. Should I bring all my glasses with yeah. me? You need an examination. And all my glasses? Yeah, Mr. Rosenberg, do you need an examination? Okay. Do you need an examination? All right. Yeah, all right. You need an appointment. Right. And sh I'll bring all my shoes and my, my glasses with me. So I have them. Mr. Rosenberg. Sure. You need, do you want to see the ophthalmologist? Right. You need an appointment. I'm sorry. You need an appointment. Okay. Okay, hold on. I'll have my girl make an appointment for you to see the doctor. Okay, do you have the address? Fantastic, then. You have the address? Yes. What's the... What room? Uh, four, I, I don't know. You say 3587? No, 30 <laughs> East 60th Street. 30 East 60th Street. Okay, thank you. Oh, you need an appointment. Hold on. Right. Hello? Hello? Barbara? Yes, uh, I have to make an appointment with you, sir. Uh, where would you like to come in? Whatever you want me to, honey. Whatever's good for you. Uh, you want to come in tomorrow? Sure, if you're free. Yes, okay. You can come in at, uh, 12 o'clock. Okay, honey, baby. All right? Yes. Thank you, sweetheart. You're welcome. Bye-bye. You see now, when you hear that, that's like when I said before about my mom, that like, that's, that's like every time I say a line, that's uh, like I'm, I'm so into what I heard all those years growing up that it's not, it's not, it's, it's like I'm channeling. That's why all those things, and to this day people will say every freaking line in that skit is, 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 a, is, a, is a say over or a do over. Like sure, anything, anything that you can, any line you can hear in that routine. It's amazing, and that's that's again. I believe because of the, the reality that it was based. That, I mean, it's as real as it gets. That that is reality. That's why, he, that's why he's not hanging up on me. You know, he believes that that that. I don't know if he thinks it's 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 a man or a woman. You know, but he he's not hanging up on me because he believes. He you know he believes that this this person. Oh Jesus Christ! That, you know, and he, this this fucking person's clueless. Right. So, but that's, I, I remember Howard saying that too, Howard Stern saying it, how it's like fucking, it's, it's brilliant how, how can you keep people like that? Uh, you know, and I don't know, like I said today, I, I haven't done it in so long, today I think people are so much more privy because everyone and their mother is, is oh, you know, I'm a jerky boy, I do prank phone calls just like the jerky boys. And all over the internet, that's what people are doing. So uh, today it's probably going to be a lot, you know, I have a bunch of new characters and whatnot, but it's probably a lot harder today you know, to, to pull it off, or like I said, you go back to the truth, you stay in the character, and who knows, you know, there's probably still a lot of victims out there, you know? So any questions about that bit, or? It's not a question, I just want to tell you that I moved here in September last year, and the, one of the first things I did was go to 30 East 60th Street. Oh, really? And I took a picture of the awning, it says 30E60, and it was one of the That's funnier great. moments <laughs> in my life. You can, put that, you can send that to me. Right here, uh, yeah. going. Um, yeah, well, actually, I think it was. Um, I had a question about um, a lot of times uh, on some of the calls, like you got an immigrant or a foreigner on the other end, and it makes for a good, like a good call. Yeah. It's like, oh, could you, you know, whatever. Uh, Nam who? <laughs> Nam who, right? Nam who? Like, I, I was curious, like, how intentional is that, or is that just sort of luck of the draw? You get a guy, Chinese guy, <laughs> he doesn't understand what you're it, saying. Kind that's of thing. pretty lucky. Yeah. And I mean, and a guy like that, you know, uh, mining, for uh, mining for crystals, that's. Uh, you know, we'll mine underneath, uh, you know, under, under Manhattan. 
And uh, one of my favorite lines is at the very end of that skit. The whole time he's going along with me. Now this is, this is how it goes across, you know, uh, this goes across, you know, country lines. Here's a Japanese guy, and he's, he's he believes that th this is real. He wants to get me off the phone. He's trying to tell me, could you, uh, he wants like a fax, send me a fax. <laughs> but I just don't go with that. I just, I just keep going. You know, we're going to, you ever mind for those dilithium crystals? And he's like, ah, uh, yeah, yeah. And I said, oh, so then you must know Captain Kirk. And, he's, and, and the conversation just keeps going on. And at the end, though, my favorite part is at the end when I say to the guy, I said, well, you and me, you know, we'll get one nice, we'll put a nice pair of little shorts on, and we'll go mining down in the tunnel. And he goes, I, I forget what he says, but then I go, and then if it gets cold, then we'll throw on a pair of slacks, we'll mine together with a pair. And just the way he answers me is fucking classic. Classic. Uh, right, For right. the time being. <laughs> I just got two quick comments. My favorite line ever, and a coworker that I, I really, never really liked, used it on the other day. Now I like him. Ah. He came in and he just, somebody said something and he just said, and begin. That's just <laughs> one of the most classic lines. Yep. And, and, and another great call, testing for jeopardy. You're testing for jeopardy. And it's, it's so funny. It's like every one of these calls, and I'm kind of, you know, knock on wood, blessed. They're all, they're all, because there's not one of them that's not a classic. You know, you bring up any jerky boy's routine and they're all freaking, they're all awesome. And that's why I said, that's probably what, whatever, whatever happened, whatever the stars align, it, the Jerky Boys is unique, and it's a very unique brand of comedy because people, there's a kinship that they feel with it, and they kind of, they love to use the lines too on, on each other and on friends, and, and that's, that's, uh, that's why I think it's, uh, that, that's, that's a great bit. Yeah. He's 20 years older than me too, which made me even more. The other thing I was going to say, the internet, when we found it probably like four or five years ago, right. was the uh, tour bus right. on YouTube. That's what he was talking about before. And the taxi cab. Yeah. The first time I saw that, I don't think I ever laughed as hard. Right, and that's going when back. Say, yeah. When you're saying your line, like, yeah, bring those beers back and you're fired. Or yeah, you yeah. I lost it. Yeah, that's honest. Louis, the cab driver, Louis. Uh, you, you, Louis, I'm high and dry over here. You better get that cab back here. And he, he, that guy, I have to admit, he was awesome. He was a regular cab driver. He was just a regular cab driver. I think he was a Greek guy. And they had cameras on the people in the back. These nice-looking old people, they were all dressed up nice. And I said, and, and when I tell them to get the cab back to the office, I'm high and dry, the guy goes, problem. And she goes, we have a party. And, and like, they were going to a party. I, had a, I don't give a shit, Louis, where they're going. You get that six-pack and get the fuck back here. And that, that, that has a cult following, too, that stuff. And that was way before Taxi Cab Confessions, that, you know, where, they, where we actually put cameras all over the back of the cab. You know what? Like I said, the only thing really, the only reality before the Jerky Boys really was, uh, Alan Fun, Candid Camera. I mean, that was the shit. Because wh when we hit that, I think that's what made the Jerky Boys so famous. People would say to their friends and whatnot, you gotta hear this shit. This, and they, they would say, this is real, this is for real. And I, th that's why I say it's definitely the first form of reality after Alan Fun. You know, it's funny, what I've heard is uh, like, my parents, everybody knows where they, where they were when Kennedy got shot. Our generation is when you first heard the Jerky Boys. I mean, and I hate this, but that's the truth, you know? I've, I've, Everybody, cause I've, had, yeah. I've been told that so many times. People say, I remember exactly where I was when I first heard the jerky I boys. remember I was. Yeah, yeah. It was 1986 at Boston College. I was visiting buddies of mine in my Monte Carlo SS with the T-tops off, playing in my car with 30 guys around the car, dying, dying, like saying, who the fuck are these guys? Yeah. It, was, it was definitely, definitely, it was something that people hadn't heard before. You know, up until that point, it, you know, a lot of stand-up comics, you know, red brick wall behind them, and they're, you know, telling jokes and stuff, and that's, in and of itself, that's a hard-ass deal, comedy like that. I always said, I said to Chris, I said, you know, guys that do that, 
that stand-up shit, that's, that's, that's hard stuff, man. You got to get up there and you're flying by the seat of your pants. You're flying solo. I mean, and y- so that's a hard gig. But th- that's why this was such a breath of fresh air. You know, and, uh, and Johnny, yeah, don't tell yourself short because I actually I'm in this business. I own the, the the club, and I've seen a million comics, but this is one of the best comedy minds I've ever seen. This guy is brilliant. Oh, I mean, thanks. really. Thank you. I appreciate that. The, Thank the, you. The way he works off the the Thank cuff, you. and and, and the way you. he could do ca- I, I I've never seen anybody work like him. I, I appreciate mean, it's really, that. it's it's unbelievable. And even like now, you know, like we'll get together and meet, and he just comes up with these things, and I'm like, how the fuck did you come up with that? <laughs> All right, so we'll go to another, the next classic bit. Oh, God. Hello? Hello, Crystal. What's this? Uh, uh, this is a friend. Listen, I was told to call you. Okay. For a modeling job. Yes. I want to show you my good. You really do? Yes. I want to come in and just give it all. I want to show you what I'm capable of. Oh, excellent. Really fantastic. Why don't you just come in, okay? I'll give you the address. Uh, how tall are you? Pardon? How tall are you? Oh, I'm approximately six foot one. Approximately. Oh, wow. Excellent. Have you ever done runway? Uh, runway is just old hat to me, sweetheart. <laughs> uh, let me let me tell you what I really do. I soak myself in lamp oil, and then I burn myself in front of the crowd. Oh. It works, I, honey. Listen, it works. It's going to be appropriate. Oh, it's appropriate. Oh. People love it. The people love it. Well, I've burnt myself several times. I'm only scarred about the face and breast, chest, neck, and head. <laughs> it's not too bad. But um, other than that, I look fine. A little makeup conceals everything. Well... Look, I have other acts, too. Listen, why don't I put you on hold for a second? Hurry up. <laughs> <laughs> That's Kamal. You hear Kamal laughing? Hello? Yes, it's... Burn Cri- man? Chrisal. Are you the burn man? Yes. Oh, Okay. Listen to me. Yes. I have other little thi- little tricks I do, trinkets and whatnot. I jump around with dogs on the stage. Uh, I bring a little chipmunk in and a little uh, monkey, and I beat him senseless in front of the crowd. They love that. Uh, I put they a little ballerina that. skirt on the monkey, and I beat him into oblivion. The crowd seems to love this. Okay? Uh, Where can we go with this? Okay. Show me. Talk to me, you silly little freak. Why don't you just come into this address and maybe we can see it in person and we can discuss it? Okay. Um, also, I'm, I'm known very, very well for pulling large pieces of furniture from my ass. <laughs> from your ass? Yes. I've been, I've been doing it for years. I'm the best. I, see, I could bring you... I could... large furniture out of his ass. Honey, would you just give me the chance? Okay. Let me come down there and go nuts. I will freak you out. Oh, I know. You're freaking me out already, and you're freaking me over the phone. Just imagine in person. Oh, I'd do some things to you, honey, that you wouldn't believe. (laughs) Is Ronaldo around? Who? Ronaldo. Ronaldo? I want to show him my toolbox. No, it's Elon. Elon will... You have to show Elon. Oh, well, I'd show it... Let me tell you something. I'd show it to Elon in a big way, honey. Oh, we have Brett Lee's here also. Oh, Brett Weir? What is that? Talent <laughs> agent. Maybe you can see him. Oh, I would love to see him, silly. Okay. Okay, listen, I'll be down as soon as possible, sweetie cake. Okay, you have the address. Okay. Okay. See you later, Jelly Finn. You have the address. Okay, I have it. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Okay, bye-bye. 
Oh, you know, God. it's funny. I don't know what she said, but it, it you know, it's, thanks. Thank you. Thank you. When, when she said something, it sounded like Brett Weir. I don't know what the hell she said, right? She, and it sounded like Brett Weir, so I just jumped right on that. And you know what's really kind of funny in a way? Now when you see TV now, right, every show, ev everything, you have gay midgets, gay this, gay that, you know, and, and everything is gay now. But I was doing gay stuff 35 years ago. And I remember even as, 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 recent, as recent as Budweiser, when I went to work for Budweiser, I think it was 98, 99. Yeah, Bud Light, I said, we did a whole campaign of, of gay stuff. And they tested it, and it tested awesome. It was amazing. But still, that was 98, let's say, and they still said, we, we're not going to go with it. We're not going to go with it. So, no, but think about it. So look at how far everything has come. Now it's every channel you turn. It's like, and I, you know, and my, but Jack Horse was out a long, long time ago, you know, and but and and you know, it was a little risque when I was doing it, you know, because here, you know, I wasn't gay, you know, and but I'm doing this this gay guy, and you know, I remember doing. Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah. Well, I have you guys afterwards. I have if whatever I have Jack stuff, and I'll sign for you guys. Yeah. All right, another question, right there. Just wait one second. Pardon me? Are you guys on the forum? Yeah, I'm not as much as I should be, but I'm, I'm trying to get everything, you know, into, like, a zone. Which that's what actually I'm, I'm about right now, trying to do it. Just revamp the website. So, <coughs> yeah, I like to try to, you know, stay. Said, you know, all the other users which have kind right. of built up over time. It is, it is. I was doing that with MySpace when that was big. I had a guy running that for me, and I would, c I would pick a few people and call them every week or once a week just, you know, you know and they were really thrilled, you know, that I was actually calling them. But, um, and then I was doing this podcast. That I don't know if any of you guys heard the podcast I was doing, but it was really, it got a great response. And I got to get, get back to doing it, but uh, it, it just, it's got to be, uh, you know, but, it, but I know the podcast, and I know a lot of people, when I stopped doing it, they, they got pissed. So that's another way for me to just reach out to, to fans and, you know, because I would let them call into the I would have a segment on the show where I would have a fan that I would get from uh, Skype, I think it was, mm -hmm. and they would call in, and we'd have like a 10-minute uh, conversation about whatever they wanted to talk about, and I would incorporate that into the show. And it went very well. And then I just, you know, uh, we'll get back to doing, but we're going to do a, like a, a quality, you know, a really a different, you know, it's about getting it all together the right way, you know. Yeah, that's, that, thank God, it yeah. won't, you know. We'll go here and then here. Sorry. And wait till he gets you with the mic, thanks. Yeah, and, and who's Jack Torres? <coughs> is he based on somebody or is it just stereotype based kind of this, thing? This is pretty, a long time ago, here's another great story. Back in 1965, 66, my dad owned a bar in New York City. It was called Brennan's Pub. And it was up on, I think, 97th or 93rd, 94th, and it was on Lexington Avenue, and it was him and all of his brothers. They, there, was, they were, there were 14 children in the family. So they, all the brothers owned this pub. And I, when I was a kid, I used to, I used to pull uh, drafts in there for the, I was, I was like a bartender. Back in those days, you could do crap like that. But in, in you know, a long time ago, like some transient would come through, like people that were on there down on their luck. And there was this one guy, uh, I'll never forget his name. I probably, probably won't get pissed if I, his name was Albert Owen Spigoy. And my father, he used to drink at my father's pub and my father took him in because he felt bad for him. He was really down on his luck, didn't have a place to stay, but he was a very nice guy. But I remember like when he, my, my father would go back to the city to go to work for the week and he, we'd be upstate and he stayed with us for two or three weeks and this guy would be staying at our house. And I remember as a little boy looking at him saying, when he's speaking to my mother, he sounds like a woman. 
And uh, you know, a little boy, five years old, you don't get that, you know? Because he, he was like, oh, Gloria, so today, if you want, I'll pick up some groceries. And, and, and as, again, it gets back to what I was telling you before about like soaking all that crap in. So as a little boy, I'm saying, wow, that's pretty cool. He, he, uh, that's different. I never heard a guy talk like that. So that's how I took on that whole, that character, that persona. And, you know, he became like an uncle to us. Yeah. So right here, and then we'll go right. So Mort Goldman is—he's almost Saul Rosenberg, but he's not quite. Right. There's, there's something. There's a difference. I can't put my finger on. Right, that. and that, that was purposely done because for Family Guy, they 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 wanted uh, Saul Rosenberg, you know, f the Jerky Boy Saul Rosenberg at the time, and I, I you know, I, if I if I Saul Rosenberg goes to Fox, I don't, he's gone. I don't own him anymore, and that's w probably one of the most gigantic characters on the planet. And I'm I'm not just saying it because it's it's mine. I'm saying most recognizable, I should say. Saul Rosenberg. So, and if you listen, Saul's just a little bit slower, you know. And I can't see, damn it. Or, or like he'll he'll talk. But uh, when I went to Family Guy, I said to Seth, I said, well, just you know, we'll do Saul's long lost cousin. So we came up Mort Goldman, and he's just a little more amped up. He's like, you know, hello, Lois. Hi. Yes, uh, I got to curl up into a little ass ball. <laughs> so he's just a little bit quicker. So. A little bit quicker. I always say he's just amped up, Sal amped up. But, you know, and, and now I think they're being incorporated where you can actually speak about them both in the same show. Where I did an episode of Family Guy with Mort Goldman, and he says, I'm going to be uh, touring or walking around the store with my cousin Sal. So, how, you know, how cool, how cool would that be, you know, to see those two guys come together? Oh, you know what? I've done Family Guy from 1998. Oh, yeah, Road to Germany. Road to Germany, right. And it was ass neck. There, there is such thing as an ass neck. And uh, that's what the, the German soldiers, that, that you have to get on. Uh, it's better if the, you get that on the, uh, the box, the box set, because he went nuts in that, Mort Goldman. You know, because they're laughing. The little Brian and Stewie are laughing at him because he's panicked and he's in Germany. And, 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 and Mort, Mort Goldman's like, fuck you, Brian. Fuck you, Stewie. This is not fucking funny. I'm a Jew and I'm, in, and I'm stuck in Germany. And he, he just rails. I can't scream here because it would be. But he just rails on and everything is F this. Fuck that. Because he's panicked about being there. So, but they couldn't obviously. They, I thought they said they were going to beep it for Fox. But I think it was still a little too hard. So they kind of just, it, it's on the, uh, the box set. How you doing? You are, uh, already talked about where you got the characters from. Where did you get the actual names from? Like my favorite is Mike Zerouki. He actually became Frank Rizzo because Rizzo R I Z Z O. So he probably went with that. Is that you know how that went? Did they become morph into kind of one character? Yeah. In the first one, you, there's a lot of Mike Zerouki. Right. There's a lot of Frank Rizzo. There's a mistake I do in uh, car salesman. It's just one of those things where you, you have a little brain fart, and you know Frank Rizzo, Frank Rizzo, and the guy asked me for my name. His name is Paul, and I just don't know why I blurted, I blurted out Paul, Paul right. Rizzo. Mm -hmm. But uh, it, so that's one one there where you say, oh shit, I wish I could have that one back. But um, but it's no big deal. You know, and actually, you you didn't you say you know? Yeah. It turns out that after I met Chris two years ago or so, <coughs> he told me that he actually through somebody else knows the guy. That's right. The uh, my car salesman. My middle brother Matt, his very good friend. It was his uh, wife's father who was a car salesman. <laughs> isn't that isn't that yeah. funny? Yeah. But anyway, to, yeah. To <laughs> your question, Mike. We have a, a guy that we know upstate that lives by us, and I don't know why he was in my head at the time when they asked me for a name. His name is Mike Darugas, and I, I, and I must have said it like that, and they didn't get it, so, or they might have said Daruki, or I just corrected it and said Mike Daruki, and, and, and it's stuck ever since. So that's, uh, you know, Frank Rizzo 
that just came, I just said, I blurted out Frank Rizzo. Frank Rizzo. You know, we had a, a friend that we used to play football with us, uh, this Italian kid. He was a real, real husky kid. Big Hawks, and this, he's another one. That's one of my favorite calls. That's a great example. Uh, you know, I'm supposed to be doing the tough guy, Silverman. You know, he, he, that's, you, that's what you got to do, though. When you see this guy's fucking awesome, he's a character. Then what I do is I just, I said, you know what? I'm stepping back and letting this guy go. I'll put my head through fucking walls for you. That, and that guy was, he wanted to play so bad. You know, he wanted to be, a, yeah. I'm, I'm like, oh, what, Canarsie? No, not Canarsie. What, what, the Cornwall Dragons? No, not the Cornwall Dragons. The guys, yeah, the Raiders. The Canarsie Raiders, what the hell ever he said, I forget. But he's a great example. Big Hawk, that's a great call. That Silverman character is great because it's basically my speaking voice. It's not really a Frank Rizzo type voice, per se. It's basically my speaking voice. That's one of my favorite cuts is the, uh, uh, the one with the Yankees, De uh, with Derek Jeter. Yeah, who the who the fuck is that motherfucker behind you? Shut that motherfucker up so I can talk to you. And, and the kid, that kid, look, oh, yeah. First I'll get you up there selling peanuts. You know, and, and, and the kid's like, I gotta sell peanuts. Well, you want a fucking shot, don't you? You know, remember I said, he, where do you where do you want to play? Oh, the outfield. He says, I said the outfield. You gotta get the fuck up. On, I gotta get you TV time. You gotta get the fuck up on the infield. Take a line drive to the cock like a real man. You know. And then Derek and Derek Jeter. Derek Jeter. Derek Jeter's a fucking punk. Who do you think put him on the Yankees? <laughs> and then he goes, "You Silverman, baby." <laughs> I love that. I love that call. You That's know? great. Yeah. All right, so we'll play another bit, and then we'll take some more questions. <clears throat> Hello. Hello. Yeah. Hello. I. Do, do you have a lawnmower for sale? A lawnmower? Yeah. Who is this? Who is this? I, I, How do you do that, son? Okay. What do you want now? Uh, do you have a, something for sale that you put in the paper? Yeah, I got a goddamn few things, son, that I put in the paper, but what the hell are you looking for specifically? Oh, the uh, lawnmower, the chainsaw, and the log splitter. The lawnmower, chainsaw, and the log splitter. Now, if I didn't know any better, son, I'd say you was a regular jackass. <laughs> you got to tell me what you want, boy. He just did. What are you looking for? The lawnmower. The lawnmower. Now, what kind are you looking for? Something to ride on or something you pull or push? To ride on. To ride on. You is a lazy bastard, ain't you? You just looking to get out the easy way. Well, I got them pushing kind. Uh, that's for you. What do you want, a TV on the goddamn thing, too? Listen, that's for you, because I'm an old man. I need the one with the ride, you know? You want the riding one, I see. So you're just looking to do a little bit of work. What do you got, a little bitty lawn? Yeah, you just driving around a fucking tree a little there. You got to make sure you don't tip that son of a bitch over and fall into the blades, you know what I mean? Hello? Yeah. He's pissed. How, 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 how much do you want it for the chainsaw? For the chainsaw, I don't want that much. You give me $25 and a good smack in the mountain, we're even. How's that? Okay. All right, then. Now, what do you want? You say you want the fucking lawnmower. You want it or no? And what about the log splitter? What about the log splitter? Yeah. Now, that thing, you know, that ain't no lawnmower. That's expensive. You don't know what I paid for that? Hello? You know what I paid for that? No. I paid shit for that, <laughs> motherfucker. Now, that's what I'm trying to tell you. 
How cheap do you want it? I don't know. When I say pay, just ask you the price. That's Go right. ahead. You want it cheap, I'll get it to you cheap, because you're a good man. You're a friend, son. What's up? How much you want that for? Nine hundred dollars. I'll tell you what, I'll give it to you for four, and I'll also give you two slaps across your fucking mouth because I like you. How's that? You got it for four hundred bucks. Yeah. You, you crazy. I knew that would spike your little tone up there, you crazy bastard. You, give me your number, I'll get right back to you on this shit. Hello. I love that one. Hello. All right. Go to the next question. Dwayne, you in? Um, question not about that specific bit, but what do you think about you know creating a uh, Jerky Boys cartoon or taking a character like Sal and you know bringing it to life on a movie screen? That, the characters are great, man. And after all these years, you know what? It, it was. It would just. It would just be perfect. I mean, because that's they're, 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 that's. I mean, look at how look at how long they've been around, right? And it doesn't look like they're going anywhere, you know. I, like it, 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 you know, that's the amazing thing. It hasn't died out, you know. Th I think the Jerky Boys characters would be a, a, an incredible cartoon, you know. Yeah, we're, we're working on some stuff right yeah, now. We're working. I mean, because the characters are just. I mean, they work. Look at how they look at how well they work in Family Guy, you know. Like, well, like if, if my, my, one of my favorite episodes. Not. One of my favorite episodes is Family Gay. The one where you know Peter's getting shot up with needles, and he tur one turns him gay, and I play Scott, his his lover, and you know because Seth is a huge fan of Jack Torrance, the Jerky Boys, Jack Torrance. So w when Seth and I were reading that, trying to get through that, he was in L.A. and I was in New York, and you know I got the cans on, and we were actually smooching and hugging and kissing and making out, and you, you, when you're trying to do that, you 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 can't hold that in. You know, you start laughing, you you start breaking up, and normally I don't do that, but you know this is different. It's cartoon work. You'll never, I've never to this day on a call, but like broke up or lost it or just started laughing. Come on, come on, that was his gig. And I thought, I thought that was funny. Yeah. I thought it was funny. My, one of my favorite calls of all time is when Kamal's doing the, uh, when, what he's doing, stop that. that uh, I'm ringing the, the thing. So I go, that's me going, ding. I'm ringing the bell. He's going, stop that, stop that. And, and, but the funny thing is when the guy sounded stoned. When, when Kamal said, I, I bunched my chest, and he's talking about balloons mm -hmm. and floating poisonous gas around the room, and, and the guy's repeating everything Kamal's saying, and next thing Kamal just, he loses it. Kamal's hysterical laughing now in the skit, and the guy's hysterical laughing. I think, I, that Tuesday, I love that shit, you know? Yeah, I love that one. So we're going to go for like another 15 minutes. We'll do another bit now, and I'll take your question next. So we'll do one, uh, another bit now. Hello. Hello. Roofing. Oh. Yeah. How you doing? Good. How are Listen, you? All right. Look, I got a little problem here. I got some leaks up in the roof there. Yeah. I had some guys here yesterday, some Mexican, little Mexicans. They're up there whacking away at my roof. They tell me this, that, and the other thing. Next thing you know, it rains. I got the rain coming right down inside. I went up there. You know, they're, they're trying to show me this, that. I fired the two of the fuckers off on their fucking head. They don't know what the fuck they're doing up there. My wife's up there poking around. She's making like she knows what the fuck is up. I fired her down onto the fucking car. <laughs> Hey, now, what I need here, buddy, is I need this fucking thing done right. Tell me what you can do for me. <laughs> Are you kidding no, me? No, I'm not fucking putting you on, man. This is aggravating me now. <laughs> this shit's going on a lot. My wife, she's up there poking around like she knows what the fuck she's doing. I kick her right up the fucking ass, threw her down onto the fucking car. <laughs> Show me what you can do now. I, need, I, I really need this. It's all along the side of the fucking house. The water's coming in like a sieve. 
Hey, this is a fucking joke, huh? Come on, buddy, help me out here. Okay, what's your name? Frank Rizzo. Look, spell it. R-I-Z-Z-O. R-I-Z-Z-O. Yeah, now this problem, this has been going on for years now. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. The rain just comes in, it's like buckets on my fucking head. It's getting out of line now. I got the fucking kids up there playing on the fucking roof. This is bullshit. Give me your address. It's 503 5th Street. 503 5th Street. All right, listen. Mm -hmm. What do you do? You go up there with the kettles, the pots, the fucking hot shit? What do you do? Talk to me. Well, I have to come see what... All right, because you know what happens here. I got a lot of fucking problems. These little, these little Mexican fuckers, they were up there with the hot shit. And they're fucking joking. They were up there slapping each other with the hot mops. I don't need this kind of shit. All right? Yeah. So I had to go up there. I threw the two fuckers right down in the yard. Split their fucking heads. Out of here. Well, who'd you hire to do that? I don't know the name of the fuckers. I thought I was going to get a little break on the price. The little bastards are up on the roof running around like fucking retards. Huh. Well... One of them come through the fucking window. He thinks he's cute. He's playing his little games. He fired his friend through my fucking window. He landed down in the living room. <laughs> hey, I can't have this shit. Gee, many All right, Bob, you help me out there. Okay. All right? I want you to come over here. You look at the fucking roof. You get your hands right in there and get your hands fucking dirty and you see what the problem is. Uh -huh. All right, we'll see if we can fix this shit up. Huh. Okay? Hey, I'll give you a call. All right, if I, I get in your way, one. anything like that, you fire me down into the fucking yard, okay? Okay. All right. Bye. I'll give you a call. You know, that was done in uh, down in Florida, that, that call. I remember... It was pretty wild because I was picturing the houses down there. A lot of them have that weird roofs where there's windows, like and like atrium type style, or something. and that's where I came up with that shit. You know, throw one guy throw a fucking because I was looking at a lot of the architecture down there, and it was just in my head, so I used it, and it, it just came out great. Uh, and it's funny too. A lot of people ask me, well, you know, can you imagine that shit's like five, six hundred degrees? These guys slapping each other with fucking hot tar mops. <laughs> You know, and uh, peop, peop, uh, like, you can't obviously play them all tonight, but like a lot of my skits, people say to me, well, how do you, how do you know so much about all this shit? And I said, because I pretty much did it all. I, I used to f I hang off 70-story buildings, you know, doing scaffold work. I used to do roofing. I used to do hot roofing, hot mops. I used to, I, you know, so auto mechanic, or race cars. That's, you know, all, we've been racing cars in our family for years. So all this stuff, yeah, 18 years, <laughs> 18 years. Yeah, yeah, I got all that shit, tough guy. You know, it's funny. I didn't know what the hell he was talking about. Yeah, I, I didn't. I, I was. What the fuck's he talking about? I said special what? A, a, a special license. Yeah, and I got it. I was like, oh yeah, yeah, I got all that shit, tough guy. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Pop Why don't up. we go to the uh, the next bit then? Hello. Yeah, auto mechanic. Yeah. You looking for a job? Huh? I'm looking for a job. Okay. You have experience? Yeah, seven years. Seven years? Yeah. I work on race cars. You have a special license? I work on race cars. Okay. Do you have a special license? Special what? Inspection license. You are inspection? Oh, inspection. Sure, I have all that shit, tough guy. Okay, talk to my boss. Right. Okay? Yeah. I tell him everything. You have a seven year experience. Put your boss on. I'll talk to yeah, him. It's like I don't uh, want to hear this shit. Just yeah. Put him on. Yeah, may I help you? Call it about the job. What do you mean, what about the job? Are you applying for a job? That's right, tough guy. Yeah. Yeah. I work on race cars. Excuse me? I worked on race cars for 18 years. On race cars? Yes. You have New York State inspection license? Yes, I do. <laughs> All right. Where are you working now? 
Well, right now, I just had to leave an old job because of differences with my fucking boss. Huh? I had problems with my boss. You got troubles with your boss? Right. Uh-huh. Well, I'll tell you what. You can come down and see me tomorrow. Yeah, huh? Should I bring my fucking tools? Excuse me? Should I bring my toolbox? Wait a minute. I'll tell you what. Call me tomorrow. Call you when? Excuse me? Call you when? Call me tomorrow. I don't think you can talk like that. You know, you don't have to call me and talk to me like that. All right, Lynn, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll come down with my tools tomorrow. I start work tomorrow. You gonna come down and start work tomorrow? Yes or no? I got... Oh, wait a minute. I gotta hire you first, guy. Well, I'm the best. You're the best? That's right. Okay. I'm serious. I know. I'll work circles around you. I'll wrap your fucking head in with a ratchet. <laughs> Huh? Uh, you don't have anybody down there that works like me. Oh, yeah? That's right. Okay. Okay? All so right. I'll see you tomorrow with my tools, fuckface. <laughs> that's, that's, that's really, a, that's, that's, the, that's the one that put it on the map. You know, when everybody, that, that actually, they used to name the, uh, the bootlegs, the auto mechanic tape, or, or, or stuff like, like, it, it wasn't called, that's before the name, the Jerky Boys. Because at the time, you know, it was just being bootlegged, so... They didn't know what the hell to call it, so they would call it the auto mechanic or Frank Rizzo or, it, it, and you know, and then my mom came up with the name the Jerky Boys. Because I'll never forget the record label. The record label was like, what are we going to call this? You know, and, and, and I'll never forget, I was on the phone with the record label upstate, and I'm, I had to go outside my mom's doors because she's washing dishes and whatnot. And she's over listening to the conversation, and I said, I don't know, I'll, I'll think of a title, I'll think. It's just, it's just like natural as day while she's washing the dishes. She says, why don't you just call it the Jerky Boys? And as soon as she said it, I said, that's it. I, and she goes, well, that's what it should be called anyway. I don't know I, what the fuck you're thinking about. <laughs> she, go, she, goes, she goes, after all these years, you know, all these characters you've been doing since you were a little kid, it's all about this guy, this guy, this guy. It should be called the Jerky Boys. And I said, Mom, you're right. And she also came up on Jerky Boys 3, the record, she came up with the back of the cover concept. Like, because I was looking for a concept for the back of the cover. I'm thinking, of the, she said, well, why don't you have a, a Frank, Frank Rizzo in the kitchen with the bylines on the table, and he's circling, all you see is his arms circling shit. And, and I said, that's a great idea. So I used that for Jerky Boys 3. So she's very instrumental, you know? And, and obviously, she cr you know, Sal is really born of, of my listening to that all my fucking life, so you know? So next question. Well, the movie, y you know what? It was, they didn't know what to do. They knew that we were selling millions of records, and it was crazy hot. So, you know, that's typical. And Disney and Warner Brothers, they all came looking. As, and it was Disney, at the end of the day, that I kind of made the decision to go with. And um, I believe it was their first rated R movie that we were told that. And, um, and it, it, yeah, and it was their distribution is huge, you know. Wow. But um, it, it was made very quickly as far as the idea, the script and getting it together. And then, then as far as making them, I think it was like a four or five month project shooting it. So it was done very well. I mean, it was, it, it, and to this day it has a cult following like uh, you can't believe. People, lo they, they love it, you know. Well, I have it on my website for the diehards. A lot of people, they, I, they, they email me and say, we don't know where to get it. I said, well, if you, I have it on my website, and, and, and it's, you know, yeah. it, it, it still has a cold following. Unbelievable. All right, yeah. we'll do the next question. Uh, some of your characters, I, I, I'm curious. I mean, for, uh, for Jack Torse, he loved jumping around with dogs. And in the few skits, he's bringing the dogs in the mattresses. Right. The gay models jumping yep. around with dogs. And the monkey. The monkey's getting beaten with a stick, I think, he, uh, mo more than once. Yep. It, right? Yep. And Frank Rizzo, we, we, we love, uh, he's getting, like, on a few bits, the dogs are ripping yep. at him. Yeah. I'm, I'm just wondering, 
what what is the stra- I mean, is there a strategy going into a call at that point where you're saying, "All right, I want to I want I want the dogs to nip at Frank Rizzo on this call," or I, I want I, I think what happens. I want Jack Force to jump around with dogs. I think it's I- each character has I- I- I like a, a like a, bo- a lot of stuff that goes with that character, right, what, yeah, you know. And I like one it. of my favorite calls is that one one eight hundred. How's my driving? And, and, and I, I, I every time I hear it, I say, "Wow, that Frank Rizzo he sounds so different from all other Frank Rizzos. He sounds like he's the beaten up. Yeah, he sounds yeah. beaten up, like he's really tired." Yeah, and he's, and he's like, oh, it's funny now, right? This is funny. I'm laying up in a fucking hospital bed. You know, when my dog will be nipping at me in no time, the way these legs are. And, right, and one of the funniest lines ever people throw at me all the time from that skit is uh, the kid goes like this, well, can you can we get, give me the license number of the vehicle? How the fuck am I going to give you the license number when I'm busy rolling around underneath the fucking truck? I, I say, the best I could do, I'll give you some serial numbers off the gearbox. That's about it. <laughs> and, and people are like, yeah, that, that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The marrow. Yep. Yep. Must be the marrow or something. <laughs> um, you were talking about Howard before, and he played one the other day, and I'm not even sure who the character was, but it was it was hysterical. Um, he called up complaining about the tomatoes. The tomatoes, they're no yeah. good. Oh, Nikos. Yeah. Is that Nikos? Yeah. Tony and then the part that really got me though, and I don't know. The kids were out by the door, and, and they hit the yeah. window, and he's like, go play down the block. Hello, boys. Don't play here. Play down the block. Did that really happen? Was there, was there like a... Go play like down the block, motherfucker. <laughs> was the, You're going to break happen? the windows. Yeah, the corner of the Yeah, yeah I, actually, yeah. I, when I did that skit, I, I also used for... Uh, like, there's so much crap but, to tell, but when I did that skit, I did. I threw an aluminum bat as Harry, Harry gets off. It was at Harry gets off's apartment, my manager at the time. So I threw an aluminum bat down, and I made believe the kids fuck. What the fuck are they doing? Go, go play down that black motherfucker. And so in another skit, Saul's uh, Chainsaw Shock, which is one of my all-time favorites, uh, that bat, if you listen, is in that skit as well. So I used the bat as a timing piece. Because I, what I was going to do is, in the studio, I was going to build this whole thing that I wanted people to kind of see what, what I saw, which gets back to what you're saying. I pictured, Saul says he's going to get up to see where if the chainsaw is there. And I pictured Saul stepping on like a little, like he's got a little chihuahua or something. And he does, you know, inadvertently steps on the dog, then he loses his balance, knocks over all kinds of shit, and then breaks his legs. And, and a lot of people say, wow, because that, that's what, exactly what I did get from that. Because the dog keeps crying. The dog's whining, but all that was originally there was that aluminum bat hitting the floor. So everything you hear, it took me uh, two days in the studio, and I built that whole little, that whole around the aluminum bat is, is all these other noises and sounds. So it's pretty cool. So we're going to do uh, one more question now. We'll do bonus track number three after this question. So bonus track number three. Which one Next. is number three? Because I was thinking uh, we could just do the one we just talked about, the... Uh, Oh, we don't even have it on there, this, uh, yeah. s- the chainsaw shock. That's okay. Right. Just, yeah. That's all right. All right, so we'll do one more question. How you doing? I have a question about the consent. Uh, how hard was it to get consent for people to give to you to use these calls, and did you have to use your personal money, or did the company, did the, like your record company pay for it? And, yeah. if you, and if you didn't have consent, did you use it anyway? Actually, in the very beginning, we, you know, when I was doing this stuff many, many years ago in the 70s and early 80s, we didn't, we didn't, you know, oh, you're never thinking what's, what I, I'm doing it for my brothers and stuff. I'm not thinking about, you know, I, I gotta pay somebody or whatever. So w- the piano tuner came out of the woodwork, 
And um, I think the record company paid him like 2,500 bucks. Because it's very easy to go, you know, you have to prove damages. You know, you have to prove that you've been hurt or there's, it's psychological, you're gonna take this with you for the rest of your life. And it's, it's comical, you know, so. And um, from, from there on though, like I would say the early 90s, 91, Harry Getzoff, the manager, he, he had like a 99.9% rate of getting clearances. And uh, you know, whether it be a Diabetes Foundation or whatever they wanted, you know, we work it out, but it was always just, they were more happy that they were gonna be part of a Jerky Boys record forever. There would always be like, you know, on a Jerky Boys record, their grandkids and, you know, so that, that's what they were kind of happy about. You know, sometimes they were pissed about the call. There was a good one right here in New York, Mr. Pickle. So I called Mr. Pickle. I don't know if any of you guys ever heard this, but Harry went to go get the clearance from this guy, Mr. Pickle, who owned the company. He said, you come near my fucking shop and I'm gonna break your fucking legs. <laughs> so that's the one, the one that Harry never got. And Harry's been working on him. He worked on him for months and the guy said the same thing every time. You come near my fucking shop, I'll break your fucking legs. So we never got Mr. Pickle, but it's out there. And, and it's, it's a funny call because the guy, the guy answers the phone. He says, oh, hello, Mr. Pickle. And I said, oh, well, you with the fucking filthy mouth, boy. What the? <laughs> and, 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 and it's a really funny call because then, then he starts, oh, what, what are you talking about filthy mouth, buddy? Well, how did you get this number? When you look up the number, what does it say? It, it, it says Mr. Pickle, right? And I said, oh, you know, I just thought you were coming off a little filthy with the mouth there. And, and it just goes on and escalating an argument. And then I calm it down and I said, all right, all right, maybe I get off to the wrong start. So we start talking again. And he said about, I asked him about his condiments or whatever. And he starts going in about stuff he's got. I said, oh, there you go again with that filthy fucking mouth. It, it's, a, it's a great, but he, he got, he didn't want any part of it. He was like, fuck you. But it's a great call. It's a great call. All right, so we'll do uh, bonus track uh, three. Hello? Yes, I'm calling about the Civil War memorabilia that you had advertised. Yes. Yes, can you tell me what, what it consists of? Well, we have guns, several guns. Uh-huh. Do you have uh, any Confederate weapons, or what, what type of weapons do you have? Well, uh, I don't know if you consider a Confederate weapon, but he's got a, a Deuce 5. At least he told me it's Deuce called five. a Deuce 5. And we have some of the old guns there that, that with the powder blows off on your hand and it <laughs> explodes. Right. Do you know what do you know what uh, what guns they are? Yes, they're they're old cavalry guns. Cavalry guns. Yes, and he's also in the garage. He's got a Gatlin gun. He's got a Gatlin gun. Yes, he's looking to get rid of it because the police are always around because you know they say it's unlawful for him to blow the Gatlin gun off in the back of the house, <laughs> and he fires it into the woods and he takes down a lot of the forest out there. <laughs> yeah, so we're having a bit of a problem. What is the Gatling gun date from? Does he have a date on it? Oh, I would say it's back in the 70, 1870s or something. 1870s, okay. Oh, boy, that when that goes off. Bra, 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 bra. I can imagine. Oh, my word. Hello? Hello, we got disconnected. Yes, why are you hanging up on me, sir? I didn't. We got disconnected. Oh, I, my God, I'm sorry. I didn't get disconnected. No, I didn't hang up. I, I'm sorry, I said. Uh... And you, do you have other things, too? It's, uh, well, yes, he's got an old foot. A foot, a dry, like a dried foot. A dried foot? Yes. They use that on and, Family Guy. And it's guy. Uh, Civil War memorabilia. It was guy. in a boot. I'm sorry, what do you mean a foot? Uh, it's an actual foot from a soldier that was given to him in the 60s, the 1960s. Oh, really? Yes. That's why Pardon me? I said I've never even heard of something like that. Yes. And, and what other, what other uh, things do you have? 
Well, he's got cannons. One of them's not really put together, and one of them's a beautiful, it's a big... He, on the 4th of July, he blows that off. That's an original Civil War cannon? <laughs> Loud. I'm, I'm, is that an original Civil War cannon? Oh, it's a big one. When he blows that off, all the windows in the neighborhood shake. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we're in so much trouble. <laughs> I can imagine. Yes. That's an original uh, Civil War cannon? And he's got suits. He's got those silly suits from the north and the south, you know. I'm, I'm, I'd be interested in coming up and, and purchasing it. Well, you can have whatever you like, because I told you, he's already in enough trouble with the police. One day I feared he was going to turn the Gatlin gun on them. <laughs> yes, he's crazy. He's a fool. He's a, he's a, he's a wartime hero fool. You've got to be very, very careful with those guns. They make me very scary. I, no, I know. I, yeah. I have some, and I, I he, don't fire he, them. I know. One time he nearly blew both of his arms and his face off with that damn thing. Yes, because he put too much of the little, the split shot or something, I don't know. He blew the, the muscle right off the, the freaking gun and blew it across the garage. And it ripped a hole in the, in the sheetrock. Wow. Now, would I, should I tell him that you'll be interested in the boot with the foot in it? I'd probably be interested in everything. You ever see how they, they make the dried up little shrunken heads? Yes, well, he's had this for many years. He praises it. All he does is bring it out in his drunken stupor in front of his friends. Can he call you or something to make arrangements? Sure. If he doesn't, I'll, I'll give him a call tonight. All right. Um, he can call me. I'll be home around 6 o'clock this evening. Okay, uh, Mr. Uh, Ulysses S. Grant. Okay, I'll Bye. later. Bye. Bye-bye. You know, that, that guy's a doctor. He's a, he's a famous eye doctor, and it took many, many months. He didn't want anything to do with it, uh, but... It, $5,000 and his grandchildren convinced him that you got to do that. It's the way to, you got, and he, and we got that. But, yeah, you, but you want to hear, here's a, a funny story. Like, what, for example, when I said he blew the muzzle right off the gun, my, I tell you when I was growing up, like, I, I was nuts like that. So I was 13 years old. My father's friend left a really expensive shotgun at our house, and we used to hunt and all that stuff, and he had muzzles for the front of the gun that would actually tighten up the shot. You know, when you shoot the, the, pump, the, the, the shot through, like, the, the, the little balls. So I took the muzzle, and I put the tightest choke I could put on it, and I took a pumpkin ball, and I went out in the field. I took, I took a freaking pumpkin ball, went out in the field, and I told my friends to get back. This is a 12-gauge shotgun. And I put this thing on my shoulder, and I'll never forget, just turning my head away, and I shot. And I'll, I fucking boom, fucking, I look up, and the muzzle's fucking blown right off the fucking gun. And, I, and, and it, it landed about 70 feet away, and when I got there, the strangest thing, it didn't break the choke. It, the fucking pumpkin ball squeezed through the choke, but it ripped the fucking muzzle off the gun. And, and a 13-year-old kid doing that, people it, would say, that's, that's fucking insane. But that's where a lot of my stories and a lot of the stuff that you hear in this... Yeah, yes, pumpkin balls. But that's where a lot of stuff comes from. It, it's like I did a lot of this crazy shit, you know? It's a, like a, a lead... Uh, you, it's a sh it, it's shotgun. You, you put them in a shotgun. Yeah, it's a big slug. Slug for a shotgun, but right, a, a pumpkin ball it does some serious damage. We're going to take uh, three more questions. We'll go right here, Dwayne. Uh, skits like a Hello Ray and a masturbation box. Do you go in with a plan like, you know, this is what I'm going to talk about, and I'm just going to focus on building a box to masturbate in? No, well, you know what's what's funny is I just saw that I just saw that one on um, it's on YouTube. These people make clever little uh, videos of this stuff. They, and they're and they, very funny, I have to say. They got Woody Allen's face, and he's talking to all my words. But um, 
No, I don't. I, I like to go in to totally blind. When I worked for Budweiser, I would sit in a dark control room in the studio, and they'd shut the lights off so they couldn't see me, the guys working out there, and I would just tell them to dial a number. And while it's ringing, I would say, tell me what it is while, while it's ringing. Because this way I like to kind of, how ridiculous is this? You know, I, you know, I, I need you to weld me a box. And th those people were awesome on that call. They were, I, my favorite thing is, because the guy really did, and that's when you, I kind of got a little out of character because he did piss me off. He's going, he's going, hey, asshole, hey, asshole. Because he, he's trying to tell the girls to get off the phone, so he's, he's calling me an ass. And I said, who we, and I, I started really losing it. I said, hey, you're a piece of shit. And, and he goes, and he tells the girls, he says to the girls, get the caller ID number. Oh, the caller ID number. Oh, I'm scared. I'm so scared, you piece of shit. And I, I just keep, and you could tell that guy must have been fucking fuming. But I actually, that's the first time I actually, but it's kind of good. It worked. So Saul Rosenberg was pissed. You know, he was pissed. But that's, that's a good one. You actually know Ray? No, I think that might have also been somebody put me onto that guy because he was a dud. He was a dud, and I, that's when I said in the skit, I say, you know, Ray, I got a fucking bird that talks more than you do. You know, because the guy was just nothing coming out of that. You guy. must have said hello uh, yeah. forty times in yep. that skit. That's Funny great. enough, too, that right. that's that's one of Mariah Carey's favorite all-time calls. That Ray, hello Ray, hello Ray. Yeah, yeah. All right, next question right here, and then we'll go to the woman back there. No, it's you. Okay, I just had a more of a comment to make to you. I really think a generation missed out on your stuff because I know kids 10 years younger than me. I'm 33, 23, you kind of know your stuff, but I feel like some of the younger kids don't. I have two 10-year-old sons, and once in a while I YouTube your stuff while I'm like doing dishes or something. Right. And they're loving life in there, man. So I really think you can come back strong. Oh, I think so because it's just a lot of we people know that. know your stuff, but yep. once they like listen to it a little bit, it's gold, man. Right. Really I ag is. I agree totally. Cuz I I see even my 16-year oh, 16, she's 17 now in high school. You know, pretty big high school up up in Cornwall, New York, and all of the security guys at the high school that are like my age there are like, "Jesus, I can't believe it, Victoria, that's your dad." So I get I give them all kinds of movies and shit and and uh and so and then the kids in school, they're marrying it up with family guy. And saying, well, her father did this other thing called the Jerky Boys, and now these kids are all kind of, they're getting it again. So, you know, but, uh, and YouTube is blowing it out there. So, so, you know. All right, next question, then we'll take one more over there in the corner, too. Um, Uncle Freddy, I, I didn't hear your voice in Uncle Freddy. Was it, it was definitely Kamal. Were you in the background doing that, too? Or? No, I, I actually, had my uncle, who passed away in 98, and I dedicated Jerky Boys 5 to him, he was that guy. He was, you know, that voice. And Kamal used to love to come over. And my uncle would tell stories to, you know, to us, and, and he would say, you know, back when I was a kid, I used to put peanut butter on my fucking balls and let the cat lick it off. <laughs> and Kamal, Kamal thought that that was the, and Kamal did a good, really good impression of, of my Uncle Vinny. And um, so that's how Ki Kamal, Kamal went out and did that character, his Kissel. But again, it's, it's a real guy, a World War II veteran. You know, it's, 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 all, it's all good shit, Kissel. But I, I can do it. Very well, too, because I, I live with my uncle since I'm, you know, just a little kid. And I, you know, Kissel is a, it's a great voice. Great voice. That is um, Anthony Perallo. He's a good friend. He's a great drummer. No, 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 no. Yeah, this is, um, he's a great drummer, this kid. He's a good friend of Kamal's. Kamal used to, you know, jam with him and stuff. But he, he did, uh, Kamal was over one day with Anthony, and they just decided to do a couple of cuts. And that's funny when Anthony, Anthony just goes berserk. That's what, right, right, when he does that. But when Anthony screams and loses it, that's when that call takes off. You know? Yeah, that's a great cut. I think you had a question back there, Dwayne. 
When do we get new tracks? It's you been got April. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely yeah. coming. You know, definitely coming because it's 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 growing again like crazy. So it's only you know it's just it's it, it's just perfect timing to just you know it's everything is cyclical you know and the Jerky Boys never went away, but you know at Family Guy it's famous in there like a lot of my characters so it's it's just a no brainer cartoon Jerky Boys cartoon Jerky Boys CDs you know more more material it's it's definitely definitely coming. How about for Christmas? Christmas? What's that? For Christmas. Um, I, it, it has, you, it does not that's a little lead, soon. It's not enough lead time. It has to be many, like, months. You know, you the money for the bat, that yeah, what were you saying? <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> Honey, perhaps. <laughs> yeah. Well, how about a round of applause for John Brennan, guys? Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. And uh, thank you all for coming out. As I mentioned earlier, John, yeah, thank you sign guys. autographs and get some stuff away after the show. And uh, there'll be future podcasts here as well, also on the road. I want to thank okay. you guys, too, and anybody who was affected, too, by the flood. I feel, you know, prayers go out to you guys, man. I, I, me, too. I, I lost a house at the shore. My, 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 you know, it's been in the family for years. Destroyed, gone. So I know a lot of people are affected by that. So I appreciate, you know, coming out and, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, where the hell is? <laughs> I thought he. I, th I actually thought Kamal might be here tonight. You know. Oh, we ha we spoke a couple of years ago, but we really haven't spoke in. I think since 1997, 97, 98ish in that area. So it's been a long time. Last time Kamal held my daughter up, she was I think just maybe a year old, a little ten months old, and now she's a senior in high school. So that just shows you how much time has gone between. But, um, you, know, I, you know, let's face it, you know, this, he, uh, the shit, you, I, come all stuff, people, you know, I used to think his shit was hilarious, like uh, Little Elves. It's one of my funniest, one of the, I think it's, it makes me laugh because it's so goofy. And you never hear me laugh in a routine, ever, ever. But at the end of Little Elves, I was, you know, pressing buttons and sound effects. And it's all those stupid Warner Brothers sound effects. But to me, something about that day and that call just made me, Hysterical. So when the call ends, you hear me hysterical laughing at the end of that thing. But it, you know, it was come on. What do you think about Ricky Michelle? What's that? Oh, no, it's terrible, Ricky Michelle. I don't. They, they do a bunch of fake phone calls, like, uh, like that they basically took what he did and made him something really? different. Really? Yeah. Uh, on, on Howard Stern. Yeah, no, I, because I, I know Howard's on serious. I don't, I don't have. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Because I know Howard plays my stuff a lot. Oh, yeah. He's still, you know, which is, which is really awesome. And, you know, Opie and Anthony the other day, they were going, banging it out, you know. And you know, Anthony, actually, I have to say, he does probably one of the best solids I ever heard. Because, you know, a lot of people try to do solid, and it, it's, it's not so easy. But when Anthony does it pretty damn good. He, yeah, he does, you know. All right, guys. Thanks very much. Thank you, guys. you guys. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Thank you.